Hey guys, you have tuned in to Shanice Talks Life and Business. This is episode three. We're talking about business and personal credit. And we have your boy, Julian Pilot of Take Flight Solutions. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> You're welcome. So guys, get your pen and your paper and start taking some notes. So we're going to dive right up in here. So what is credit? No, for sure. For sure. Um, so the credit is the ability to borrow and pay back money. A lot of times we use credit to be able to get funds for our business, to get funds for our personal life, um, and it could be built. Um, and then we're going to be talking about today how it could be also hurt and hurt your chances to be able to get credit down the road. Mm, yes. Mm. So let's consider like poor, good, or excellent credit for your Oh, family. yeah, for sure. So a lot of people um like to measure their credit based on their credit score right that's mm -hmm. the main thing a lot of people go to um they love to talk about oh hey i got a i got a 680 credit score a 700 credit score uh 800 credit score but what does that actually really mean right um for for general sense because we're going to talk about a little bit more down the road why it's why a credit score is not determined or doesn't determine your overall credit health but overall in general if you have somewhere around a 730 credit score you're considered to have good credit once you start getting to 780 you have great credit and anything below a 600 you're um you're at a point where it's damaged credit where you're going to need significant help mm. and so what's we can start talking about that now what yeah. is like the factors and um how you get those scores oh yeah for sure for sure this is this is real big so a lot of people think that credit score is all in is, is everything right but in reality it's not really about your credit score a credit mm -hmm. score is it's supposed to be set up in a way where it is an overall um it gives a general sense of how your credit score is but i always to look at it like this if if you are in college say you go in college right you are a third year in college and you're studying calculus four right calculus mm -hmm. three calculus four and then you get an a you get an a in the class would that a be equivalent to a fourth grader let's say sixth grader studying algebra one and that person gets an a is the A way the same? Is the A within a college course the same as the A in a what from a from a sixth grader? Mm. See, it, it, it wouldn't, right? It right. wouldn't, right? Because uh, an A in a college course is more significant because um, it's a harder course, more things right. to study, right? It builds on top of everything else that you learned before, right? I kind of see it the same way, right? An 800 credit score from person A does not mean they have the same credit health as a person with um, uh, another person B who has an 800 credit score, right? Because I have clients out here who are, who are getting denied American Express cards with an 800 credit score. What? Right? So what is does that that doesn't make any sense, right? Especially the way we're taught that credit score means everything, right? But in reality, it's not about your credit score. It's about the data points on your credit report, right? So there's six different factors that people need to be paying attention to when it comes to uh, your credit report. First thing is um, your on-time payments, right? Okay. We have credit cards. We have loans, right? How well are we be able to pay down or pay back whatever we borrow on time and in full, right? 
there's where late payments come in, right? When we don't pay things on time, when we're supposed to pay them by by the uh, by the due date, right? We get late payments. If we have no late payments within within the last 24 months, we're gonna be in good shape, right? Next thing is a um, uh, credit utilization, right? Credit utilization of our credit cards that we have. How much usage or how much of our credit are we actually using? A lot of people think we need to be at 30% credit utilization, but we really need to be under 10, right? Under so, 10, wow, because that's all I've ever heard is the 30%. Right, right. So when it comes to the 30%, yes, it's not going to hurt you, but it's not going to help you if you keep it under 30, right? So one thing we're going to be talking about down um, later on is about business credit. But if you have a 30% credit utilization, there's not going to be a lot of credit, a business credit that you're going to be able to get approved for. They like to see low limits or low balance limits, right? So for the people out there who are not familiar with the term credit utilization, say we have a credit card that's $1,000, right? We go to Bank of America, we get approved for a $1,000 credit, credit card, right? 30% credit utilization means we would at most have uh, $300 being reported every month, right? So that means at most we can have a $300 report on our credit report. 10% credit utilization would mean what? $100, right? We would only want to have the $100 um, being reported on our credit report. 10%, $100 divided by a $1,000 credit limit, right? So we want to make sure that we're under 10%. Um, another major factor, derogatory marks. This is huge. This is huge, y'all. Uh, derogatory marks, charge-offs, collections, repossessions, bankruptcies, mm. all of those, those are all considered derogatory marks. These are accounts where we uh, don't pay on time or we don't pay at all, right? And then original creditors give up on trying to collect the trying to collect the debt. Then they close out the account altogether and they leave a negative mark on your credit report. Ideally, we don't want to have any of those at all. We want to have no type of derogatory marks because they're going to have a major impact on your score, right? Um, next thing, um, hard inquiries, right? For the people who don't know hard inquiries, anytime you apply for any type of credit, when you're going to have to, they're going to pull your credit report, they're going to leave a mark on your credit signifying or letting other creditors know that you went ahead, went ahead and applied for their credit. Right. And too many inquiries on a credit report is going to show that, hey, or there's to the bank is going to be seen as like, yo, this person is greedy with their money. Why is this person going to the Bank of America? I'm um, getting a credit or applying for credit. Why is this person going to Wells Fargo? Why is this person going to Navy Federal? Why is this person going to all these different banks before they're coming to us? Right. They seem as high risk. And that's one thing that we need to be able to make sure that we're not seen as high risk before we borrow any type of money. Because the bank on their side, their goal is to make sure that they keep their money, right? They want to make right. sure that when they lend out their money, they're going to be able to get it back, right? So high risk that are going to try to, we want to avoid that as all at all costs, right? Next thing, um, overall, overall credit age, right? And this is probably one of the biggest things. This is by far one of the hardest things to get. Right, especially for the people who are just now getting in the credit game, um, just now found out the importance of credit. They may have got their first credit card. Ideally, uh, to have a strong credit health, we want to have four to five average or four to five years of average credit history on a credit report. Right, 
So that means we over all our credit accounts, our student loans, our mortgages, our auto loans, our credit cards, all of them need to have an average age of four to five years, right? So that's why um, closing down credit cards, that's going to hurt you, right? Closing down, um, closing down any type of accounts prematurely, right? Because the moment you close that account, you lo also lose the age of that uh, account on your credit report. So now that messes up the total average age, right? We so want to make sure. You, so if you have a car that and you've been paying on it for the four years and then and everything's been in good standing and then it closes out because you're done paying it. Like some people say it's that drops their credit score still, even though you have that age of the, the four years, plus you've been paying it on time and it still drops. Like, why does that happen? Yeah, and that, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Um, so when it comes to installment loans, there's two different types of credit accounts. There's installment loans and there's revolving accounts. Revolving accounts are considered credit cards, right? Where yeah. we're having a line of credit where we can use whatever we want off the card. And as long as we pay it back, we can use that, use that credit again, right? But when it comes to installment loans, like student loans, auto loans, mortgages, we're given a certain amount of money. Say we're given $20,000, right? And we're responsible of paying back a certain amount of money every month on time, right? And once it's paid off, the, the loan is paid off. We don't, we're not able to use it all over. We're not able to use it again. So that's what an auto loan is. An auto loan is an installment loan. And um, to hot, so one of the things that we always get when we're um, as a teen or early in 20s is an auto loan, right? And a lot of people think, hey, I want to rush to pay off this account, da 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 da, because it's going to help our credit, help my credit score. Yes, it's going to help your overall pay down your overall debt. But once you pay off that auto loan, the auto loan is going to close out, right? Because it's not an auto loan is an installment loan where we're not able to use that loan, that loan, that uh, that money, that financing over and over and over again. So once that account closes out, we're going to lose a positive payment or a positive account on our credit report. And we're also going to lose the age. Right. So if we have an auto loan that we've been having for the past five years, right, that five years is helping your credit report. So the moment you pay off your auto loan, that account closes, you lose that history, you lose that history. Now your overall credit report is losing, loses, gets damaged because you lost that history, right? So it's it's kind of a tricky game because yes, we want to be able to pay down our debt, but then also we want to make sure that we have that age on our credit report um, therein intact. Mm. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so is it good to have, like, you know, some people say, well, they only have revolving accounts. So is it good to have, like, the um, installments and revolving, or is it okay to have one or the other? Yeah, for sure. And that goes into our final um, our, our final factor, final factor that determines how strong our credit report is, is our total accounts. How, how good is a mix of accounts that we have on our credit report? Right. We want to be able to have we have a mix of both installment accounts, which are, like I said, student loans, auto loans, mortgages. And then we also want to have credit cards. A lot of people who try to avoid credit cards do not avoid credit cards. <laughs> they do. <laughs> no, get these credit cards. Of course, make sure you're using them properly. But we have to make sure that we have credit cards on our, on our credit report because it's one of the easiest ways to be able to control our overall credit health. 
right? Because mm-hmm. we're able to control how much debt we have. That if they give us ten thousand dollars, we can determine how much debt we're actually able to, or uh, how much debt we're actually able to take on, right? And we're also able to pay it back. I love credit cards because, um, um, if we if we have a credit card ten thousand dollars, we're able. It's it's the easiest way to be able to build our credit. If you don't have any type of credit at all, the easiest ways to be able to get a credit card, use it for your everyday expenses, pay it off, right? On a consistent basis, the longer you're able to do that, the stronger your credit is going to be. So what would you say would be like the best credit card um, to start building your credit? So we're talking about, give me an example. Who 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 are we talking about? Give me, who does this person look like? What is their history? Um, all of that. Are we talking about somebody who has nothing on their credit report? They're starting from square one. So give me that. So someone who's starting from square one and then also one who is trying to recover from a bankruptcy. Okay, cool. So somebody who has nothing on their credit report, I would start off with getting a secure card, right? There's secure cards and secure card is basically a credit card that you're able to get. But instead of getting it unsecured, meaning you don't have, they're just going to give you the credit card based on your credit health. Say you put down a deposit. Say I put down $5,000 as a deposit into an account, right? With Navy Federal. Navy Federal is going to give me a secure card, right? A card of a credit line that's backed by the deposit that I put down, right? So if I put $5,000 down um, into a, a, as a deposit with Navy Federal, they're going to give me a $5,000 secured credit card, Right. And now with this secure credit card, you can use this for your everyday expenses, use it for gas, use it for groceries, use it for your clothes. But as long as you're able to pay it back on time every month, you're going to build your credit history. Right. And you're also going to build um, build your relationship with that bank or that credit union that you got that credit card from. So a lot of times people only have that choice to be able to get approved that secure card because they can't get approved for the unsecured cards. They can't get approved for the travel cards. They can't get approved for the American Expresses or the top tier chase cards because these banks who give out those types of cards, they're going to base their um, their credit limit. They're going to base their approval based on your prior history. So but if you don't have any prior history, how are they going to approve you? Right. So that's why I love these secure cards, because they're not going to more times than not, they're not going to approve you based on your um, your your credit, your credit history. But if you don't have any don't have anything at all, as long as you're able to put up five thousand or anywhere between five hundred to five thousand dollars, they're going to give you a credit line. Okay, and so someone who's trying to recover from bankruptcy. Right. And I, I would say the same thing, right? Same thing. The downside about bankruptcies is that they stay in your credit report for seven years, right? Of course, there are services out there where you're able to get those bankruptcies removed. Um, however, it's not your only option. You get a bankruptcy, you're, you're you're not stuck forever. You can always wait to get to get it removed or wait till it naturally falls off your credit report. Um, there's something called a statute of limitation. Right. And the statute of limitation basically determines how long a negative account can legally be on your credit report. And more times than not, it depends on the state. But in California, most derogatory accounts, bankruptcies can only be on your credit report uh, for seven years unless you're able to dispute them and get them off yourself. 
So um, another thing I always like to do, right? Because we're talking about deleting negative items. We're talking about derogatory accounts, um, removing thing of the, things of the sort. You can also get secured loans, right? A lot of people don't know about that. Uh, by talking about Navy Federal, they have something called a pledge loan, the Navy Federal pledge loan, where it works the same way as a secured card, right? Where you can put down anywhere between 500 and a few thousand dollars down, right? You put into what they call a CD account, right? Which is basically like a savings account where, where the money you're not able to touch. So you put, so you put a thousand dollars into a CD account. In exchange, Navy Federal is going to give you a thousand dollars back, right? They're going to give you a thousand dollars back and now it is going to be considered a loan, a loan backed by the money that you already put into as a, as a, as a deposit. Now your responsibility is to pay back that thousand dollars or however much you put down as a, a deposit every month on time. So as long as you pay back that amount that they set on time and in, on time and in full, you're going to be building your credit credit report. And you're also going to be building your relationship with um with Navy Federal, that credit union or that bank that you um open up that credit line with. So those are two easy ways to be able to start building your credit from square one: secured card and a secured secured loan. And how do you get into Navy uh, Navy Federal though? Right. So there, there's different ways to be able to get Navy Federal. Um, the classic way is um to know somebody you have a family member who is already in the military right because navy federal is is an exclusive for the ones who don't know navy federal is an exclusive credit union that tends to give out higher limits um they're a lot uh, less lenient than other credit unions and banks when it comes to their different products and they have great terms right they have auto loans they have mortgages they got credit cards they got business credit cards they got this one-stop shop for everything right and the only downside about it is that they don't open it up for everybody right so it's a membership right. it's a membership um credit union so for one like i said you know somebody in the military um preferably they like family members like a mom dad cousin grandpa um you could also get in navy federal if you know somebody who's also who's already a member and they can give you what they call an access code right for example if shanice was a member of navy federal already and i needed it and i wasn't and i wanted to get access to it i could say shanice i know you're part of navy federal you've been with them for the past what, three years or so. I know they give you an access code, right? Could you? Could I use your access code to be able to, so that I'll be able to get into Navy Federal, right? So with that access code, I'm basically telling Navy Federal like, yo, Shanice vouches for me, right? I'm a good person. I'm able to pay things on time. She considers myself a good person. Um, so now I have this access code to prove that she, um, uh, that, that she vouches for me. Right. So that's two ways. Right. Having that's not like no co-signing stuff. Right. Oh, no. And it oh, does okay. not. OK. It does not affect, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good question. But, yes. It doesn't affect it doesn't affect Shanice's uh, personal credit. It doesn't affect her at all. It only affect her if I went and got like fifty thousand dollars in credit. Then I just defaulted on all the loans. Right. Defaulted on everything that I borrowed. Then Navy Fed is going to look like, yo, Shanice, why did you bring this person in? Like he's, he's not responsible. Now 
now I'm considering Navy Federal Navy. Now Navy Federal is considering, yo, is Shanice even a, a, a qualified member? Should I let her go? So that's another thing with the oh, with wow. the access code. You have to be careful who you give that access code out to, right? Because what they do is going to be a representation of who you are, right? As a as a client, as a person, as a member, everything of the sort, right? Y'all ain't giving my code out. Don't ask me. <laughs> right yeah you feel me right i wouldn't do that i ain't, people come to me all the time asking for access code that ain't me don't come to me <laughs> right and then here's a play right a lot of people don't know about this it's called the um, the grandfather play right so if you do not have a family member in the military right you do not have anybody who's who you don't know anybody who's willing to give you an access code right you can always call navy federal um right and call them up on the phone and they're going to ask you right they're going to ask you on the phone they're going to say hey how are you qualified to get into navy federal right and you're going to say hey yeah i had a grandfather that was in the military um he passed away before i knew who he was da 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 da, da. and they're going to say okay so do you have any paperwork do you have any paperwork proving that um that you had a grandfather in the military right you're going to say, no, I mean, he passed away before I was born. I don't know where the paperwork is. 80% to 90% of the time, they're going to accept your request to join membership in and let you in automatically, right? Wow. Just based on that, right? Worst case scenario, they're going to say, okay, well, look, um, if you don't have the paperwork, we can't accept you in. Literally, all you got to do is hang up, call again. You're going to find someone, the next rep, the next rep is going to accept you in. Like, it's so lenient to be give, to get into Navy Federal. Um, and of course, if this goes against your morals, don't do it. It is not, it is not financial advice. I'm only telling you what works, what people have been doing to be able to get access to Navy Federal for the past. So as long as I remember, but that's what people have been doing, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's how I got Navy Federal. I don't have anybody in the military and I did not use anybody's access code. I use, I ran that play and I tell all my other clients, run the play if you need to be able to get access to Navy Federal. And I have clients who be able to get, to get in Navy Federal and they get accepted for ten to fifteen to $20,000 in their first credit card, right? All because they ran this play, man. So um i really love i really love navy federal and everybody who's listening to this right now y'all need to get into navy federal all right shoot that was a good one that was a gem so what about like the inactivity because i have a home depot card right yeah. and it's like twelve thousand uh credit limit and i haven't used it in like a year or so so i just got um a letter saying that since I don't have like since into let me say due to inactivity, right? They said they're dropping my credit limit. I'm like, what the heck? Right. Like, that's right, the first right. time I ever got that because it's like I have quite a few cards that I don't even use. They just there, like because I use my cards just in case, right? Right, 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 right. And so when I got that letter and it was like due to inactivity, we're dropping it from twelve thousand to five thousand. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, they janky, so, bro. Is it that really happens a lot? Like, cause I'm, I started to question. I'm like, is this legal? <laughs> yeah, look, it's crazy. I hear this all the time, and um, a lot of people know 
the banks they can cut your credit lines anytime they want they say it's, it's our money it's our money that we're lending out i, I could cut your credit line for from twenty thousand to five thousand overnight because i because i can right so um when it comes to them slashing credit limits or shutting down cards they want these credit lines to be active right they want people to they want it to show that the credit lines that they're giving out it's actually being used right so if you got a twelve thousand dollar credit card um and you you consistently use it okay cool they like to see that because now they see that their money is being being used and they're able to track the expenses all of that but all of a sudden you stop using it right you stop using it they're gonna think okay well i gave you twelve thousand dollars why do you need it if you're not using it right now i'm just keeping i'm i'm exposing myself to risk by having it out there if you're not using it so let me just go ahead and close it out right so and it happens all the time so usually it happens if you do not use your credit line in for anywhere between six to eight months right that's when they start that's when I, i've seen credit lines being slashed and i'm talking about you going from somewhere between twenty thousand to five thousand or they can even close it all, all together right like, what they do next then huh since they dropped it like if i still don't use it after it's been dropped to five thousand then they probably go ahead and close they're it, probably right? gonna shut it out all together right so that's why i tell people um if you got these credit cards use them use them right you don't have to max them out just because you got ten thousand dollar credit line does not mean mean you need to use ten thousand dollars of it right if you got ten thousand dollars you could and all you need is a hundred dollars use use the hundred dollars all you have to do is show that there is activity on the credit card right so question so, then so okay. since, since i had the twelve thousand on the card and due to inactivity they sliced it to five like, how do I go back to that 12000 Do I just keep using the $100 method like you're saying, and then it'll just go back up? Right. Ideally, you want to be able to use um, the credit line to the to its max limit, right? Because if you're trying to maximize how much credit line you're able to get, here's a trick. I, always I tell my clients, if you have a $5,000 credit line and you want to be able to maximize it to be able to get to the 12, 20, 25,000 in a short period of time, this works if you know how to be able to manage your money. Um, I want to preface with that. If you know that you have $5,000, $4,000 of expenses every month, right? And you have the cash to be able to pay it off. That's the key. If you have the cash to pay it off, put all your expenses on a card. Put all your expenses on that card. Do not use your debit card. Do not use cash. Only use that credit card, right? So if you have a $5,000 card, you got $4,000 um, expenses every month. Put all your expenses on that card to be able to get the $4,000. And then make sure that by the statement date, make sure by the statement date and the due date, you want to pay back that $4,000 in full by the cash that you have in your bank account, right? Instead of using the cash that you have on your debit card, uh, to be able to pay your expenses, use it, use your uh, use your credit card for it and use that cash that you were going to use to be able to pay back your credit card, right? So now if you do that on a monthly basis, right, the credit card company is going to see, okay, look, Shanice is um, using the credit that, we're, that we've been giving her uh, appropriately. She's responsible. She's been able to pay things on time and in full every month. Right. She's been able to max it out and pay it off. Now she now she's been able to now that we see she's been able to do that for the past four or five months. 
I could I could trust her with a little bit more money now, right? So now let me bump her up from five thousand to ten thousand, five thousand to seven thousand, right? Because you're able to show that that with the credit line that you have, you've been able to pay things on time, right? But it doesn't help if you keep a balance. And that's the key, y'all. A lot of people think keeping balances is, is going to help them out. It's not, y'all. It's not. Pay off pay off what you got. If you have the cash to pay it off, pay it off. Because mm -hmm. I've had people come to me and say, Julian, man, I don't want to pay this off. Look, I'm, I'm saving money. I'm saving money right now. Um, I'm just trying to stack bread. So I'm, I'm trying to keep my, uh, I don't want to pay down my credit cards. But a lot of people don't know you're really losing money by not paying down these credit cards. Right? And that interest. Exactly. The, the interest compounds on a monthly basis. So you're yeah. losing more money um, or by, by keeping that balance than what you're saving in your savings account. Right. So all in all, um, that's one of the that's one of the good way to be able to build back your credit limit in a short period of time. Making sure that you're using your credit line to the to its max and making sure that you're being able to pay it off. But that's key, being able to pay it off and making sure you don't have any late payments. So does it hurt to pay uh, early? No, man, I, I advise it. Man, I tell people this. because I had one of my first credit cards was a Bank of America um, credit card. It was a cash rewards card. Cash rewards card, I think it was about $7,000. My first credit card ever. I was able to increase that card from seven thousand to twenty one thousand three hundred within about a year and a half, okay. right? And the way I did that was by paying four times a month. Mm, I paid four my, times a month, right? The more times you pay your credit card, um, and pay off whatever whatever balance you have over a month period of time, the more the bank is going to be able to trust you, right? the more credit line they're going to give you in a shorter period of time, right? So I set up an alarm in my calendar on my phone every Wednesday. Whatever I use on that card, I paid off. I paid it off in full. So during that month, during that first week, if I spent if I spent $200, right, on Wednesday, I made sure I paid it off, right? I did not did that every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every every Wednesday, like clockwork. And Bank of America was, saw that, oh, Julian is somebody who could be trusted, right? Let me increase his credit line, right? Let me go from that 7000 to uh, 12000 that 12000 to 18000 that 18000 to 21300 right? So that's how I've been able to do that over a year and a half, making sure I'm paying off my credit card as many times as possible um, throughout the month. Oh, that's good. So what's the best way to start obtaining business credit? Ooh, now you're talking saucy now. Look, that's a whole nother beast. All right. So we all know what personal credit is, right? We know personal credit. We get credit cards. We get student loans. We get mortgages. We get all of that in our personal name, meaning we go out to these banks. We go out to these lenders. Um, we have to, they pull our credit, personal credit report and determine our fundability, our lendability based on that, right? But a lot of people don't know there's something called business credit, right? So in business credit, say we have a business, say we got an LLC, say we have a, we got a notary business, right? 
And um, for your notary business, you want to be able to buy some equipment. You want to buy some, what's some equipment that you would need for a notary business? We need a debit tray, printer, scanner, Okay. You get paper, toner. Okay, cool. So say you need to get all of that. You need to go to um, Office Depot, a printer, toner, all of that, right? And it equates to about $500, right? Say you used a personal credit card to do that and you only had a $1,000 limit. So you had a $1,000 credit limit and you spent $500 on it. What would happen? You're... Well. you're your credit utilization will go up, right? Because right. credit utilization is at 50%, right? And ideally, we want to be under 10%. But however, what if you used a business credit card, right? That's in the name of your business, right? You got a business credit card. You spent the same $500 on a $1,000 business credit card. It's not going to report to your personal credit. The credit usage is not going to affect your personal credit at all, right? Um, and that's a, one of the beauty. That's one of the benefits of a business credit card, where because your business is a separate entity from your own, from your own personal being, whatever you do over here is not going to affect your personal credit. Well, so question then. So what about when you're trying to get a business credit card and your business is under two years? Do you have to PG it? personal guarantee yeah let's talk about that so for people who don't know what pg means that means personally guaranteed right personally guaranteed means you're going to be seen as whatever your your business borrows whatever um whatever financing your business gets you're putting your name on it meaning if you get a credit card for ten thousand dollars right you're promising that you're going to be able to pay it back by saying hey i will i personally will be liable for this ten thousand dollars if i use it and i don't pay it back right i'm promising i'm going to pay it back by giving you my social security number and if i do not pay it back I will allow you to report to my personal credit, right? So that's what PG means, personally guaranteeing it. Um, so when it comes to specifically business credit cards, right? Because there's other types of credit you're able to get on your business side. Business credit cards, it, you don't. your business does not have to be two years old. You could be a brand new business. You could be a brand new business that just started last year. You can go to Chase and open up a business credit card, right? You get a business credit card, um, you're going to have to PG it, right? It means you're going to have to give them your social security number, right? And what I love about Chase is a lot of times they give out higher limits when it comes to the business credit card side, right? So say you get approved for $12,000, a business credit card. Now you're going to have to PG it, right? You're going to, you can use whatever you want on it. You could you they're going to give you cash they can use for your business, right? And it's not going to affect your personal credit. You don't have to show any tax documents, right? So your business technically doesn't have to be, um, doesn't have to be making millions of dollars a year, right? It's specific for startup businesses, right? Um, you don't have to show any profit and loss statements. You don't have to show any of that. All you have to do is make sure you have strong personal credit and make sure that your business is set up properly. So what does that mean? Making sure that you have a business entity, making sure you have an LLC, making sure you have an EIN, which is basically a social security number for your business, right? Making sure that you have a business address, a business phone number, 
right? Because look, we got to treat our business as its own entity. So we are personally, personally, we have our own address. We got our own phone number. We got our own name, all of that. Why wouldn't our business have the same thing, okay. right? So we got to dress up our business and making sure that we have everything qualified to making sure that we are fundable and where our business is not just seen as a, as a, uh, as a hobby, right? Because there's a lot of business owners, quote unquote, business owners out there who don't even have a business entity, right? They don't have a business bank account, right? They're just doing it just fine, <laughs> just, you know, just trying things out, right? And they consider themselves a business just because they have some income coming in, but it's not technically seen a business until it's um seen as a business in the eyes of the state, right? Until you get an LLC, an EIN, business bank account, and everything of this sort, right? So making sure that you separate your business from your personal um, is a major key, major key. And so, you know, I have people say, so, you know, when you personal guarantee um, your business credit card, so if your personal uh, credit goes down, does it affect that business? Yes, it is. It is. If your personal um, credit is, is damaged, that's going to determine how much you're going to be able to be qualified for on the business credit side right so that's uh when it comes to spe specifically business credit cards um the six factors that i talked about earlier making sure you have your no late payments in the last two years um low credit utilization no derogatories a mix of good accounts about 10 10 to 15 accounts um, um under four inquiries and um what was the last one i said um a mix of good credit accounts, making sure that you have all those six uh, factors straight intact. Then you're going to be able to go to the banks because they're going to pull your credit report and they're going to see, okay, look, Shanice, Shanice has a strong credit report. Let's go ahead and approve her for that. However, now you don't have those six factors in, in place. They're going to think, okay, well, look, if Shanice is not able to handle her personal credit, why would we consider her for business credit where she's going to be able to get higher limits, right? We're going to be put more out of risk. Right. And we all know businesses, when it comes to a business, a lot of it, 30 percent of running a business is accounting. Right. Making sure that you know your numbers. So if she's not able to do it on the personal side. I definitely can't um, I definitely can't uh, um, approve her for business credit on the business credit side. Right. So that's specific when it comes to business credit cards. But now let's talk about another type of business credit. There's business credit solely based on your EIN. Right. When it comes to um, um, them not looking at your Social Security number. Right. Business credit where you're not going to have to personally guarantee what you borrow. Right. And it sounds sounds sexy. Right. It sounds, right. It sounds good. Right. <laughs> so uh, there's different ways to build it. Right. Um, you, I'm, we could have a whole nother call about this, but there's, there's different vendors out there. Right. We're considered net 30 accounts. They give out net 30 accounts. So, uh, for example, there's Quill. Granger, I love are. Quill. There's three different three different companies, right? Where they're going to be able to they sell different products. You go to these sites. So say you go to Quill, you want to buy some printer ink, all right? You buy printer ink. Well, instead of you paying up front for that printer ink, what they're going to do is invoice you. Mm -hmm. They're going to invoice you for whatever you order, and now you have 30 days to pay back that invoice. Right. And if you pay back that invoice before that 30 days, now you're building credit with Quill. 
right? Quill is going to be able to trust you because you've seen that or they've seen that you've been able to pay things on time. And now with that, they're going to now report the on-time payment history to the business credit bureaus, right? So that's, and that's a whole nother thing in itself, right? So there's different net 30 accounts out there. Uh, we talked about Quill, Uline, Granger, um, different tiers. That's just tier one. After you do that, you're going to go to tier two, which is a whole another set of different vendor accounts. You go to tier three, you're going to go down the tiers, right? Um, I'm not a big fan of that type of business credit. I'm not a big fan of that business credit simply because once you do get approved for this different business credit that you get from these net 30 accounts, they're not going to give you cash. They're going to give you the ability. They're going to give you a credit line that gives you ability to purchase something from their store. So for example, let's go back to Quill. Say you've been um, ordering things off their site for the past year. And you built up a $3,000 business credit line with Uline or with Quill, right? You can't use, you can't cash in on that. What did I say? What does I say? 3000 Yeah, you, you can't cash in on that $3,000. It's not cash, right? You could use that $3,000 to purchase more things from their store, right? But, and then you might be able to, you're going to be able to build out your business credit report, but that's the banks don't, they don't care about that, y'all. And that's the misconception that people uh, don't know, right? Or they fall into where they think that by building out your business credit, going through these net 30 accounts, that you're going to build out your business credit report. And then you can go to the banks and be able to get $50,000 without personally guaranteeing those funds, right? If unfortunately, Bank of America, Chase, you, um, uh, Wells Fargo, all the credit unions, they don't even know what a net 30 account is, right? They don't know what a Dun & Bradstreet uh, a DMB number is. They don't know Dun & Bradstreet, Equifax Business. They don't know any of that. What they do know is, yo, how, how good is your credit? How is your business set up? And they're going to approve you based on that, not based on how strong your business credit report is. Right. You can build out your business credit report and go to other vendors and be able to get more credit with those vendors. But it's not seen as cash. And I work with a lot of clients who they're looking for cash. I work with real estate investors. I work with um, startup entrepreneurs who are starting businesses. And unfortunately, three thousand dollar credit line to be able to buy toilet paper is not going to cut it for them. Right. They need cash, Facts. right? So I always tell people this. Yes, it's okay to build build up your business credit going the net 30 routes, everything of the sort. Um, however, um, just know that you're not going to be able to cash that in to be able to get cash. You're gonna, Like I say, you're going to be able to get credit lines from individual stores. You're going to be able to get gas cards, gas credit cards without using your personal credit. You also might be able to get retail cards. Retail credit cards. You might be able to get an Amazon card. You might be able to get a Sam's Club card, right? Those are different credit cards, but it's not seen as cash. You could be able to use them at those individual stores, but they're not seen as cash to be able to to be able to um to buy printer to buy a printer from anywhere from from any place that you want, right? Or to invest in real estate, or to start up an Airbnb business, or whatever business that you're thinking about starting up. That's what we need to be able to be, need to focus on. How do we get cash, right? So, um, 
I mean, I can go on and on and on about that, but we got time, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I said, it's just um business credit. I I just don't like how people come off. People, a lot of people think that they could build a business credit to avoid having to work on their personal credit. And yeah, let's get into that because a lot of people I've been hearing that a lot to where let's say um I do hear the net 30s a lot. Like, because a lot of people say, oh, get at least 14 reporting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So a lot of people hear about the business credit and they say, oh, look, I don't got to personally guarantee it. I got a bad credit and build up business credit, which is true. You can have bad credit and build up business credit. But like I said, the business credit that you're going to get without personally guaranteeing those funds is not going to be that useful. And you're not going to be able to get as much as if you actually took the time to build out your personal credit report and then go to the banks, right? Like, look, I've I've gone through the net 30 routes. I've gone, got the vendor accounts and I had a good amount of, um, I, had a, I had a good amount of vendor accounts reported on my business credit. But then when I went to the bank to see able to, uh, to get funding, they didn't care, they didn't care nothing about that. They didn't, they didn't know what a business credit report even was. They thought the uh, the personal credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion were the same credit bureaus that were on the business credit side, which are which is totally it's incomplete. It's 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 inaccurate. It's, it's it's totally inaccurate, right? But so that's when I realized. Look, I took all this time to build up my business credit, get all these net thirty accounts, started building, buying things that I didn't necessarily need at the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just to be able to get a business credit score, right? Spent, I'll say easily over a thousand dollars on a whole bunch of different things, probably even more than that, maybe a couple thousand dollars just to be able to get a business credit score that I couldn't use to be able to get cash. Because at the end of the day, I still had to personally guarantee those funds from the bank. Yes. So at that time, I might as well spend all that time, energy and money to build, build up my personal credit Right. So that when I do go to the banks, I don't I can get the funding with and cutting out all the extra stuff. Right. So it's unfortunate because a lot of people spend a lot of money buying things that they don't need. Yeah, roads, right. Spend a whole bunch of money to with these with these vendor accounts, building up these credit lines, not knowing that they can only use those credit lines with those companies. Right. And a lot of times we're looking for cash. We're looking for funding. We need moolah right so mm -hmm. and and people think that they can they can get that money without without fixing their credit right the time and energy spent to build up those credit lines could have just been spent to be able to uh, either fix your own credit hire a credit repair company to fix your credit right and then now you would you would be at a 730 750 credit score you can get any any funding that you that you want and so is it really necessary um, to have an 850 credit score? Does 850 it... credit score is definitely not necessary to get an 850 credit score. You can have a 760 credit score and almost get the same amount of funding. You can get approved for almost the same amount of stuff as somebody who has an 800 plus credit score. So yes, it looks good, right? It looks good to go to your credit report and see an 800 plus uh, 850 credit score but all it really means is that you're you're super 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 good at paying things on time right but it also shows that you're probably not using your credit at all either right 
Um, a lot of time when people have a, I work a lot with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Business owners who have high expenses, right? So if they're using their credit to be able to buy assets or to invest in their businesses, right? Of course, they're going to be able to, they're, of course, they're going to have a little bit of utilization, right? Higher utilization. But at the end of the day, they're making money off of their investment, right? So now who's winning? Who's winning? A person with an 850 credit score who's not using their credit at all? Or somebody who has a 760 credit score, but they've been using 50% of their credit to be able to, to invest in their businesses. Now they're making a, an income, a profit every month, right? right. And then they're going to be able to get approved for most of the same things anyways. So, you know, a lot of us want to get a car in our business now. Oh, yeah. yep. So some people like I've been hearing, like you have to be in business for two years um, to get you a car in your business name to where you don't have to PG it. Or um, I had a lady tell me I need to have the 14 net 30s reporting and then I can go get a car in my business name. Like, can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to go too deep because I have not done it myself. Okay. Um, so I don't like to go too deep about things that, um, that I haven't done myself. However, from, from what I know is that, yes, you definitely need to build out those, um, those net thirties, sixties, nineties, um, have a certain amount of trade lines being reported on your business credit report, have, make sure that your paperwork is all in tight. And then you could go to the dealership dealerships and, um, get approved for auto business auto loans, right? Where you don't have to personally guarantee it. Right. Um, from what I've seen, right, I've seen, right, if you do not personally guarantee those funds, the interest rates tend to be a little bit higher. And also, you're going to run into a little bit more uh, pushback when you go to these dealerships because a lot of times the dealerships don't even know about that, right? They don't know about people being able to buy auto or buy cars in their business thing without giving their social security number. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're going to they're going to fight back and they're going to say you're not able to do it. Um, I've heard of people being able to do it. I like I said, I haven't done it myself. So um, what I have done is buy um, buy multiple cars in my business name. But I personally guaranteed those auto loans. So okay. um, because, like I said, personally guaranteeing, I mean, I'm giving my Social Security number, giving the giving the um, ability to look at my personal credit report and giving them access or allowing them to give me a uh, auto loan based on how strong my personal credit is. Okay. And I just think it's more, I think it's just faster. Honestly, I think it's faster as opposed to going through adding all those trade lines and all that stuff. And it could take a year plus when you fix your personal credit, you can go to the bank tomorrow and get a business auto loan in your, in, or get an auto loan in your business name. And yeah, and so, and again, it doesn't affect your personal unless you don't pay it. Exactly, exactly. So when it comes to the business auto loan, um, it's not going to report on your personal credit. That's the beauty about it, right? So let me tell you guys a play. So Bank of America right now has a program. It's called a Business Advantage Auto Loan Program. Go to Bank of America, open up a um, open an account with them. You can apply for four auto loans in your business name with no with only one hard inquiry. Mm. You have four business auto loans with one hard inquiry. And if your personal credit is strong enough, 
If your LLC EIN operating agreement paperwork is intact, you can get approved for an auto loan and put no money down. Okay. It is an amazing program, right? I've been able to, me and my business partner have been able to run the play twice. We currently have um, a, a auto, an, an auto fleet, car fleet of seven right now that we're running on Turo, right? Um, and almost all of them have been, we've used the uh, Bank of America auto loan play. The dope thing about this is that these auto loans do not report on my personal credit. So it is not affecting my debt to income ratio. So it's not seen on my personal credit. So if I apply for anything, they're not going to see those auto loans on my personal credit, y'all. But look, if I got those auto loans in my personal name, right, at most I probably would have been only been to get approved for three. Because after getting three, you might run into problems getting approved because now your DTI, your debt to income ratio is all out of whack. Right. Right. So that's the power of getting these auto loans in your business name and being reported elsewhere outside of your personal credit. Because if there's one thing that I want you guys to learn from this is to protect your personal credit, no matter what, fix that, get that down, protect it, because now you're going to be able to leverage your personal credit to be able to get business credit cards to be able to get business auto loans to be able to get other types of financing this funding based on your personal credit right and once you get all this business funding on the business side it doesn't report to your personal credit so your personal credit is still intact so now as long as your personal credit is intact you could use that you could leverage that to get more funding more funding more funding and and really, if you set up in a way, your funding can be endless, right? The more LLCs, the more businesses that you have, the more funding you're able to get. Mm. So, um, no, it's, it's it's a major gem. It's a major gem. So That is. Wow. And do you want to go into uh, business funding? Yeah, we can definitely talk about, are you talking about, talk about it now? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So when we talk about business credit, um, a lot of times it's interchangeable with business funding. So when it comes to the business funding, business funding is a general term for any type of funding your business is able to get, right? So we talk about the business credit cards. Business credit cards are a type of business funding, right? And, and more times than not, business funding is uh, based on your personal credit. How strong is your personal credit is going to determine how much you're able to get, right? There's also other different types of factors, right? You can also get business funding based on your business revenue, right? If your business is making a certain amount of money um, every month, now lender is going to be like, okay, well, because the business is making a certain amount of money, we can trust them a little bit more. We can give them a certain amount of money. The terms might be not as favorable, right? That may not be as favorable as if you actually PG'd or personally guaranteed those funds, but you're still able to get access to capital based on how much uh, revenue your business is able to make. So loans, business loans. Business loans. You were talking about business loans. So traditional business loans, you can go to the traditional banks, right? And unfortunately, I don't like them that much because they're very strict when it comes to um, who they give out the loans to right they might you might have business lines of credit more times than not they're going to require your business to be um established for two at least two years right 
you're also gonna they're also gonna expect you to have profit and loss statements. They're gonna expect you to have tax documents, right? You have to show, you have to prove how much income your business is able to make on a yearly basis, right? Um, also, the terms may not be as favorable, right? You might get a business auto loan that's over 10% or an interest rate or under over 10%, right? Um, and on top of that, they're just going to be on you. They're going to be asking for all these documents. Your paperwork has to be intact. Yes, you can get approved for business lines of credit, business loans. However, they're more for established businesses. Um, and you're also going to have to personally guarantee those funds. The only way you're going to be able to get, a, get around not personally guaranteeing funds like that is if your business is, has millions of dollars in revenue, right? Two million, two million up, right? Um, a lot of the business owners that I work with, they're not at that level yet. I'm not at that level yet, right? Right. Um, so we, I focus more on what can, what type of funding can we access now, right? Startup entrepreneurs, startup business owners, we're not making eight figures a month. We're not making, right. a lot of times they may not be making six figures a month starting off, right? So what type of, but we still need funding, right? So that's why I love business credit cards, right? Where business credit cards, you you don't have to show any tax documents. You don't have to show any profit and loss statements, right? You get these business credit cards that tend to give you higher limits than your personal credit credit cards, right? And they also have something called 0% interest, y'all. There's credit cards out there where you can get 0% interest for up to 20 months. Yeah, that's so, good. And think about that. What type of funding out there that you know where you can be able to borrow money at 0% interest for 20 months? Those like traditional auto loans, they're not going to give you that. Business lines of credit, they're not going to give you that. Right. And how easy it is to get the funding. Why wouldn't anybody want to be able to get that? Right. Right. So um, I think it's really a game changer once I found out about the 0% interest cards. Um, the downside about this, y'all. So I don't want everybody just going out and applying for a whole bunch of zero percent interest cards. After they're only going to give you zero percent interest for a certain amount of time, right? So they tend to be anywhere between eight to twenty months. After that term ends, that interest rate is going to jump up, right? So it might jump up to twenty four percent. It might start off with zero, but after that twenty months, it might jump up to twenty four percent. So it's important that whatever funding that you get and get approved for. I mean, whatever you borrow from that credit line that you need to be able to have a way to be able to pay it back before that term ends. Oh, yeah, definitely. Facts, facts. So now it's been it's really been a game changer. Um, and that's what I teach. That's why I teach in, in my program. I teach people how to be able to get access to zero percent interest funding, how to be able to maximize it, how to be able to turn your thousand dollar credit limits to twenty five thousand dollar limits and be able to get them at zero percent interest right and then once that term that 20 month term ends up um ends up or uh, expires how to be able to transfer that debt to another zero percent interest card so now you get another 20 months right how to be able to make sure that we turn our credit into cash now that we have credit cards how, how is it going to be useful right we can't for my real estate investors out there we can't just swipe and buy a house or to buy right. an investment property. So how do we take the cash off our cards, take the cash and put it into our bank account, All right? How do we turn that turn our credit into cash? Now our cash is gonna be able to use at 0% interest to be able to invest in our business, All right? 
Now we're going to be able to use that 0% interest to start up a business, right? So as long as we have a plan set in place, know how to be able to produce an ROI, right? We're going to be able to pay back whatever we borrow, whatever we borrow and we literally get free money, y'all. Free mm -hmm. money does 0% interest. It's, it's a game changer. So we got to sign up with you to get all that, huh? <laughs> Look, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you, uh, we could be here for the next hour, but what we can do, I definitely want to set up another time where we can talk specifically about business funding, um, yes. everything in the store. I know I got to get on this next call, but um, but no, let, let's go in on this business funding because I, I really see how it could really change lives, right? Um, but for anybody who wants more information, I do have a free Facebook group uh, where, where I drop uh, business funding, business credit gems um, on a weekly basis, right? Uh, learn how to be able to turn your business funding into a repeatable process, how to set up your LLCs properly. When you go to the banks, you're going to be able to get approved for at least $10,000 each time, right? How to build out a perfect credit report, know what the banks are looking for, right? How to, how to delete charge-offs, collections, um, repossessions, everything of the sort, how to build out your credit report, everything of the sort so i'm really excited about that it's a growing group um and i'm looking to be able to build um provide a whole bunch of value and now and now 2022 and so what's the name of that group that group name is called business funding business credit and credit repair okay and that's on facebook it's and where can, facebook. They, where can they find you on instagram you can find me at j talks credit on instagram j a y T-A-L-K-S, um, credit, J-J-A-Y talks, T-A-L-K-S, credit. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Excuse me. My name of Facebook group is Business Credit Funding and Credit Repair. Okay. All right. Well, so, we no. to, you had some more to say? No, no. I think, I think we're good. You got any more questions? No, I just want to see what you want to end it with because we are going to, talk again again the whole thing is going to be about business funding yeah let's you know because i want to go in on about the business funding we can have like a whole hour two hour conversation about the business funding aspect of it so um but like i said guys business credit is optional right but personal credit is mandatory no matter what happens you have to get your personal credit intact do not think you could get around fixing your personal credit once you fix your personal credit, the opportunities to be able to build wealth are endless. Fix your personal credit. It does not have to be with me. I run a credit repair business. Find somebody to fix your credit. Go on YouTube, YouTube University. YouTube is too free for people to be having five, under 500 credit scores, y'all. I need y'all to focus on that. Take the rest of 2022 and 2023 focus to making sure that your credit report is built out in a way that I talked about earlier on in this episode. Because once you get that set, opportunities are endless, y'all. I love that straight gym right there. Straight gym. So I want to thank you for being on my third episode. Let's okay. go. Hopefully I'm on... <laughs> Let's well, let's plan to get on another time, man. I need to talk about this business funding. I'll start itching a little bit when we talk about the business funding aspect. <laughs> yeah. So you have anything like your services that you do provide? Do you want to tell people about that? Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. 
So if anybody, um, if you, if what I talked about today touched you in any certain way and you're looking to be able to get help with building your personal credit, I'm having a special offer specifically for the listeners of this, of this episode, right? So what I want you to do is go to tfscreditnow.com, right? Click um, schedule time to talk to me and my team, right? And in the form, I want you to put the name Shanice. For the person who referred you, put Shanice. You're going to save $200 off or save $200 on the enrollment fee. So it'll only be $97 to start up and then $97 a month. And this will include a six-month guarantee. I feel so strong about my services and what we do. I'm going to give you a 100% money back guarantee where if you do not see an increase in score or deletions from your credit report, whatever you invested in your personal credit, I'm going to give you 100% of your money back. Ooh, wow. Really? Look at that. Y'all better take this offer. Let's go. Let's go. And if you don't know how to spell my name, it's S-H-A-N-I-C-E. All right. All right. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Shanice Talks Life and Business. We're going to head out and make sure you stay tuned for the next episode. Let's go. Let's go. It was a pleasure being here. I'm looking forward to our next episode.